Welcome to Infinity War and Beyond, the podcast where we stumble through the MCU by watching one Marvel Studios film each week until we reach the mega epic blockbuster that is Avengers Infinity War. I am Billy, and I will be your host this week as we look at Spider-Man Homecoming. As always, joining me is my co-host Christoph. Hello. Hey, how you going Billy? Good. Excited because it's Spider-Man. You know how much I love Spider-Man. I know you're, you're, a, big, you're a big fan. Uh, I'm just excited that we're one step closer to being done. No! That's like the direct. You assumed that my direction was immediately that it was, hey, Billy, by the way, you could lose some weight. Th- yes. That was where you're I was going to cool go. Man. You think I'm that bad a person? Yeah, you're cruel yeah, and twisted and bitter. <laughs> Look, I'm just glad we're one step closer to me getting my Thursday nights back. Are that eager to get rid of me? Just eager. I've said this before, but there's something about a lot of these films I've watched again out of choice, but there's something about having being like forced to having to watch the film yeah, it makes we, it the, the thing I want to do least in the world yeah okay but also like I mean out of all of them there's only particular ones you would re-watch yeah I certainly will never touch Hulk again as long as I live um, look, or Thor 2 oh that was that was rough man that was a rough slog Alright, look, do we want to introduce, we've got some guests with us this week. Yes, we have the members of the Podcast Strikes Back. Hello. 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 So going round, please introduce yourselves, starting with next to me. Hello, I'm Ben. I'm Connor. And it's your boy George. Thanks for having us, dudes. Really, no worries. Really good to well, be here. Like it's Billy's house, so I didn't have to do anything, but I'll take the thanks. Yeah, thanks Billy, no, you get nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, really pumped to talk about this one. Well, well look, it's better than your house. Your house is the friggin'. Oh, like, oh wow. Okay, so you're just gonna share my house. Hey, no, 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 no. Excuse me. It's the get out house. You did call him fat before, so that's true. I mean, <laughs> we're right even now. <laughs> no, he has all these like a bookshelf of teas, and it felt like it was. Uh, well, that's my was wife. On the set of Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's well documented what we think about these films. Uh, yes. So you know, I'm I'm a bit over them, and you're a more an enduring fan. So do you guys want to go around and tell us how do you feel yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe? What's your relationship with it, George? You go first. Is that me? Yes. Yeah. I, um, man, I'm on board. Like, I'm just. Loving every moment of this thing. Like they scaled it up to three movies last year. Thought they really nailed it. Um, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy two. You know, I, I, I'm sort of like my opinion changes day to day on that one. Mm. But I feel as though um, Thor Ragnarok and um, whatever the other one was, the completely <laughs> clearly, 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 clearly memorable. What was the other one that was released last year? Oh, last like, year. No, that was this year. Last yeah. year. I last think it year. was uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. It was the Spider-Man Homecoming. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the one piece of homework you have to do. You've forgotten it already. Yeah, so, We're yeah. doing Last Jedi, right? <laughs> <laughs> loved, loved both of those. Um, and we'll talk, obviously be talking more about Homecoming. But yeah, I'm just... Um, I think Marvel are just learning more and more year on year and just getting better and better. So um, there's no fatigue. On my part, I'm very impressed yeah. as someone who's very tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, for me, the the Marvel Universe is kind of impressive in the fact that I can't think of a single other franchise that has um, been able to construct a universe like this that has arguably gotten better as it's gone along. Um, I mean, if you look at some of the early attempts at, at the you know universe building, like the Hulk or or even Iron Man 1. While Iron Man 1 is an amazing film, I, I don't think it can even be compared to you know, some of the more later ones like Homecoming or like um, Black Panther. So, you know, look, I'm, I'm totally on board with it. Um, I don't get the fatigue 
because I kind of take them for what they are. I know that they're all superhero films. I know what I'm going into. It's the same thing when I go into any franchise. I'm not expecting them to, you know, seriously break the mold um, and suddenly, you know, come out as a, a drama film or something. Like, it's, it's always going to be a superhero film. So if I, I find if I go into it knowing what it is, then um, what's left for them to play with, that's what always really impresses me. Um, I am like the biggest MCU fanboy and I feel like I'm going to have to come off the most negative here somehow. <laughs> um, around, uh, what, 2015, 16, 17, I don't know, when, they, when we had uh, Winter Soldier and Guardians. So and, that would have uh, been 2014. Yeah, and, but then they, they had a couple of years there where I just, like, I loved everyone, even the ones people didn't like, Thor The Dark World, um, Age of Ultron, like I was just... Wow, you were really in on love. Board. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You and were drinking I, the Kool-Aid. Ab- I skull that shit. On the yeah, tea. love it. <laughs> Um, and then uh, last year was the worst year I've had with the MCU probably ever like Spider-Man Homecoming came along and we'll talk about that in a bit but then um, uh, Guardians 2 and Ragnarok I, I did not like much more than than the ones I'd seen in a long time you're the, Get Out you're the first person Get Out I, was really good I liked that one yeah. Yeah. yeah I think you're the first person I've met who wasn't like crazy horny for Thor Ragnarok yeah because so see, stupid <laughs> uh, okay, alright. That's Yeah, uh yeah, so I I don't know. I was a little thrown off last year. This year I've been brought right back with uh, Black Panther so far, but um and, and you know, perpetually on board. Like my low point of the Marvel universe is just still like my favourite thing in movies. <laughs> so um you're very positive overall. Okay, so I'm just getting I'm just picking up that I'm the cynical asshole. Yes. Well, yeah. You have Correct. some <laughs> you have some compatriots for whatever Bad Weird gripes have. I'll yeah. have this week. Yes. This is this is a new experience for us because we're used to Ben being the most cynical on the podcast. So this is oh, a bit strap <laughs> the fuck. Is, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. <laughs> I actually like so before you guys came, I peeked behind the curtain. We recorded Guardians, and I felt that I had to just like do a disclaimer and say some positive things about the film because I was afraid that I was going to come across. I think as I was the more cynical one on that. Episode. Maybe we were both pretty. We we're both pretty. Did we swap bodies? Maybe. Mm. Maybe neither of you are cynical and the movie sucked. <laughs> yeah, true. There's always Bold. that possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we uh, jump to the trailer? Yeah, let's do it. Finally, here we go. Good evening, Peter. Oh. You have 576 possible web shooter combinations. That is awesome. I can keep that suit? Yeah, doesn't fit me. When's our next retreat? What, next mission? We'll call you. All right. It's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. I'm not there yet. All right, good. Good luck out there. Hey, Peter. You coming tonight? I can't tonight. I got the Stark internship. What's up, guys? Mr. Stark, here's my report for tonight. I stopped the Grand Theft Bicycle. Hey, could you do me a favor? Hold on to that. Does anybody fight? Oh, I helped this old lady, and she bought me a churro. So that was nice. I just feel like I could be doing more. Wait a minute. You guys aren't the real Avengers. Hulk gives it away. New move I'm working on. Not bad. Oh, God, this feels so strange. These weapons are crazy dangerous. Listen, Peter, there are people who handle this sort of thing. Can't you just be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Let go of me, let go of me. Parachute. The world's changing, boys. It's time we change, too. This is my chance to prove myself. We have a Spanish quiz. You gotta get better at this part of the job. I don't understand. 
Oh. I'm intimidating. Oh, hey. Our friends are up there. What are you hiding, Peter? I'm just kidding, I don't care. Bye. There's a ton of other subsystems in here, but they're all disabled by the training wheels protocol. I'm sick of Mr. Stark treating me like a kid. But you are a kid. Yeah, a kid who can stop a bus with his bare hands. All right, so now we're going to jump into context. Um, where context is basically where we discuss when the film came out and just the period around that. We when also, did it come out, George? <laughs> 2009. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also discussed director, um, some other stuff like the screenplay, writer, and also some uh, figures. Yeah, so we usually delve into the box office stats at this point. But I thought we'd start with maybe on a more personal note. In 2016, we... Uh, 2017, sorry, before this film came out, we have, by then, we've seen our fair share of Spider-Man films. How were you guys feeling about uh, Spider-Man at that point and when Marvel announced that they had one? I'll go. Um, Yeah, look, I was really... uh, My biggest hesitation, um, not only in in seeing another, um, you know, Spider-Man, was seeing another Sony Spider-Man. Yeah. Because that, we, we, Mm -hmm. up until, at least up until we got some concrete trailers... That was that was the thing that that scared me the most, and I I and and I think I, both of you as well um, were hesitant um, to think about how much creative input Sony would get. Um, yeah, I was, I was scared up until the Civil War trailer. Just a quick segue: How do you guys feel about the Amazing series? Um, I'll start. I think it's absolute dog shit. I think it's <laughs> some of the worst comic book movies ever made. I think the uh, first film is better than the second film. Okay. Yeah. But they're, both, they're both better than the third Raimi film. So I'll say they're both worse. The first movie is the most boring comic book movie ever. The second movie is one of the worst, but it's so much more entertaining and so much more interesting. I feel like um, it feels like they were at least tried, like they were at least ambitious in scope in the second. Oh, yeah. just and insane. <laughs> I was going to talk about this in pickups, but I feel like the. The Raimi films are very much like golden age comics, and you know what, in, like what in I mean terms of what that. they're referencing. No, like like golden age is era in comics is kind of like sixties when the first mm. comics, like even golden age Avengers and stuff. When Spider Man cried a lot. Mm. Yeah, and there was also like so much like they, like Stan Lee's every single time he, every single thing was written like there was so many words written on the comics and stuff. Oh, were they like overwrite comics? Over-write. Well, you know why that was. Mm. Because if they didn't actually write like dialogue on the page, then they wouldn't get paid. Jim Steranko like beat up an editor about it. <laughs> and so That's I felt directly. like the Amazing series was a very much like nineties, like weird. It was very reactionary. Let's do Batman yeah. Begins. Yeah, like <laughs> so, yeah. the Raimi ones were so colourful and bright, and they really sort of. At least when I saw them in 2001, they really captured my imagination. Like, I still love those first two films. Yeah, the same. The third one's, you know... Shit. You know it's not shit. It, it is. It is shit. Stop <laughs> trying to defend the third film. It's shit. I'm going to defend it. It had some good it. elements. I'm right with you, George. Some of, the, some of that Raimi magic is in there. It is in there. It's, it's not without it. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's definitely the, 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 the lowest ranking out of those. The, but the, the Amazing Spider-Man series was so reactionary to like what was going on with the Dark Knight 
um, trilogy. It's so cynical. Nolan. It's like, let's let's make a billion dollar franchise. Yeah, let's make a grungy, like, that's what I was trying to say, okay. 90s grungy sort of. It felt like a bit like, um, I'm trying to think, who's the, who's the artist that doesn't do feet? Oh, Rob Layfield. Yeah, very, very, very much felt like when Rob Layfield was kind of that period of um, comics. Oh, like over the top. Yeah, Spider Man doesn't need more couches. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like cable wearing like you know every single weapon known to man on his body, and Mm. somehow is able to carry it all. Like it was grungy in some ways, but it was still very slick in other ways. Like those uh, first person mirrors edge scenes in the trailer and stuff. Like that was just super overbloated. So I was really ready for a Spider Man to go back to more of a rainy style. And I was super excited that he was going to high school in this one. Like, yeah. I was just so amped on that prospect. But did, um, didn't that worry you that that him being back at high school was going to retread essentially like the origin stuff? Well, yeah, exactly. And I think that's another thing that most of us were worried about: is that are we going to get another Uncle Ben dying flashback mm-hmm. scene? Like, that's not something I the can other, handle. The other thing I thought was that with this Spider-Man, like he's twenty. Like the actor's twenty. Okay, he can pass as like a, a teenager. Whereas the he other one, pass as a seven-year-old, twenty-eight yeah. or something. Yeah, well, yeah. Tobey Maguire was like late twenties, <laughs> yeah. and he looked like Andrew oh, Garfield was late twenties as well. Andrew Garfield so. kind of passes though. Yeah, but it was felt very. Yeah, but Andrew Garfield kind of was. What is it like? It's middle school, and then how does it work with America? It's middle school, then. Oh, it's uh, 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 junior high, and then high school. Yeah, it felt like well, elementary, he, junior high. Yeah, high Andrew school. Garfield felt like it was near the end of high school. Mm. Like almost going to college. Senior year, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure he graduates in the second film, and he's going to college. He's about well, to yeah, because it doesn't it open up with her doing that bloody speech of like nothing lasts forever. It's like, oh, you're gonna die. Thankfully, that didn't last forever. <laughs> I'm just impressed you guys remember so much about those films. Well, we we did a um uh, a, well, we, yeah, we did a um an MMA session where we we movie pitted MMA. movie MMA where we pitted. Um, uh, Raimi's third against the first in The Amazing um, and I was ganged up on I, I had to <laughs> you grudging... to your side <laughs> I, well, I, no 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 because my original comment was that uh, you know the first Amazing was less terrible than the, the third Raimi um, which somehow yeah. morphed into I was defending the, the first Amazing one so yeah I still don't think that it is a good film uh, well for me how did, okay how, did, how does everyone rank the previous Spider films as in oh. this one? Yeah, no, in this one. Uh, uh, Raimi's second one, Raimi's first one, um, Amazing, and then the other two, uh, Amazing 2 and the third Raimi, I, I don't know. Me next, uh, uh, Raimi's second, just... Raimi's first, Raimi's third, uh, Amazing 2, and Amazing 1. Uh, uh, Homecoming, Raimi. where's Homecoming? Oh, oh yeah, that's coming. Mm, that's a tough one. I'd probably put it just behind Raimi 2 and okay. before Raimi 1. Yeah, I'm going to say... Oh man, I might even say I'd have to watch Spider Man Two again. I'm gonna yeah. throw Spider Man top of the pile, Spider Man Two top of the pile, Homecoming, Spider Man One, Spider Man Three, Amazing Spider Man One. Yeah, you Spider Man Two. Oh god, it's been so long since I've seen the Remy ones. Look, I'm just gonna say Homecoming first. I like. I think it's a solid film. Um, Spider Man Two, uh, Spider Man One, and then. Probably the two amazings at the end, and three at the very last. Yeah. Um, Thank um, you. He's a common <laughs> sense. I, well, I didn't say my logic, and it's because I haven't seen three. <laughs> I'll take ho- it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Homecoming. Uh, Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man One, 
Um, oh, Spider-Man. Um, Amazing Spider-Man. Um, so this is Spider-Man three, then Amazing Spider-Man two. Yeah. See, that's where I struggled as well because I, I can't think of which which is worse is the second Amazing I think, or the I think third Rain. Electro. It just is shit. It was a I feel like... something like over, overly over the top. Oh, good, good that emo Spider-Man wasn't over the top. Amazing <laughs> one's well, probably my most hated, like comic book movie. To be honest, it felt disgusting. I have to think. I have to think. What really about Daredevil? I did think the lizard. No, the... absolutely worse than Daredevil. Yeah. I do think the lizard was shit. Oh, oh my I, I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Can we talk about <laughs> a good movie? <laughs> <laughs> about All right, Billy. Do you want to jump in the box up stats for? All right, cool. So it came out twenty seventeen, June twenty eighth. The budget was one hundred seventy five million. Seems um, quite low. Yeah, it didn't even hit two hundred million. That's well, like, yeah. interesting. Well, we've talked about before. Like a lot of the times, it's two hundred million when it's Iron Man is involved, or when it's like a follow up. So usually, like the starting but number Iron is Man about is involved in this, but, quite the, heavily. but not overly much because, like, when what? it's no, no, because when it's um, he's only really in about three or four scenes because a lot of the CGI, a lot of the money goes towards the CGI oh, right. for, for Iron Man, mm. Mm. and the okay. suit, the suit, two fairly brief scenes. Even in the boat scene, we don't actually see that much of the suit. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, the profit. So it made eight hundred and eighty point two million. Which is comparing. Does that to mean the it did better one. than Guardians two in terms of profit? Yeah. Well, comparing it to the other ones as well, it's made them out of the other opening ones. So Spider Man in two thousand two was one hundred thirty nine budget, um, and made eight twenty one. Amazing was two thirty million. Um, and that see that had the most amount of budget, Amazing Spider-Man. And you think that those made footloose scenes are cheap. Seven hundred fifty. So out of all of them, um, Homecoming out of all the opening ones, Homecoming made the most profit. Interesting. That's probably why the Greenlit the second one. There is going to be I mean, second one. No, no. Anyway, if yeah. you think about it, not entirely surprising though. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that, considering that it's part of one of the most successful and, and profitable that, franchises of all time. It has that whole Marvel involved. Mm-hmm. It's like, yes, we know how to write yeah. the Marvel films because they're our characters. And in the lead yeah. up, they really play the angle of, yeah, Kevin Feige and Marvel are in charge of this. Yes. So yes. He's <laughs> just putting up the money, I swear <laughs> to God. Please, but, Garfield's not here. It's yeah, fine. Also, yeah. What's the Sony CEO? Why did you assume that I would keep up with shit face? The one that got um, hacked. I, I honestly do not um, Well, yeah, she she still is to this day pushing that, oh, you know, this sort of linked, like the Venom, because they're doing the Venom. Yes. Yeah. And the Black Cat. Which the Venomverse. Are, although I think Black Cat's oh, done, that's, that's cancelled. Yeah, so it's just Venom at the moment, mm. and it's not linked to Spider-Man at all. Well, they, they've been very unclear about that, though, really. Yeah. My guess is that's deliberate, right? He says, she says, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you have to see how that Venom, you know, verse feels and goes and all that, and then they mm. might readdress how they potentially bring that back into the MCU or Sony MCU or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so there was the, also the, the hacking of Sony, the emails, and it was mm. revealed that they were going to try and um, come to an agreement to use Spider-Man in the Marvel films, but then negotiations broke down. But as soon as the hacking came out, like, you know, the crowd and, you know, fan base erupted. It's like, oh my God, Spider-Man was going to be in it. And then, you know, that started negotiations again. Interesting. So the fact that people, that Sony could sort of see that there was a market, they were basically were giving away free money. Yeah, and apparently one of the reasons, so in this instance, hacking works. Mm-hmm. Very much like the Deadpool leak, I say, in, yeah. in, in, in quarter. <laughs> um, one thing from the, I thought was hilarious from the email hack was that 
one of the reasons Andrew Garfield kind of got let go yeah. was because he was sick from travelling and being... What is it when you're um, go to a different country in the time zone? Oh, jet lag. Jet lag. Yeah, so he had really bad jet lag. And he didn't go to an event um, where the head of... One of the heads of Sony was there. And to him, that's very, like, you know, Japanese culture that's very, like, oh, improper... Yeah. You're, That's you know, funny. shaming me. Almost like feet. a fireball offence. Yeah, and it was like, yep, done. Which Supposedly, didn't he uh, stand up to address the head of Sony or something in a meeting? Yeah. And, and the guy was like, reason. whoa. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. know your place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I just wanted to uh, settle an argument that you and me were having off mic, Billy. And mm. it was the name Homecoming. I think it's, like, very <laughs> obviously, like... Uh, you know, a meta reference to the fact that Marvel's got it back, and I feel like the yes. linking in the film was an afterthought. Billy seems to think that no, it's both. It is that, but it's also it's, it, was, it is that he's at homecoming as well. It just it's felt just really half ass, right? It's just a nice little Easter egg to chuck in, so it's got a double meaning. I don't think it's mm. like necessarily. Thank you, my witness. I, th- I think the primary meaning is like fuck yes, we're Marvel. Yeah. We got him. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not it's not a big part of the film at all. It's definitely no, not. and except for like a couple of obligatory shots where they linger on the homecoming mm. banners, just to be like no it is in the film kind I, of. I would I would not be surprised if they had come up with the title of Homecoming and then fit in the Homecoming within the plot I'm positive afterwards. that's what they did yeah. I, I, mean, I the, think that's how it happened the only story in Spider-Man that's called Homecoming is like when he comes back from the first Secret Wars with the Venom costume okay so it's not even referencing that mm. yeah story at all. but i remember when that title got released i was like i'm really really unsure about this it seems very strange it mm. seems very different and when the logo came out as well i didn't particularly love that i love the logo but when they showed over that. time i've really come to love this name and i love that dual meaning i think it's a really sort of mm. yeah, as i said cool easter egg um, now we meant we usually mention uh, Rotten Tomato score because it's such an infallible metric of how good a film is. So yeah. it got ninety two percent. Well, as always, like, but that's a cri- that's a critic score, right? Which yeah, is, that's which a critic score, which is somewhat reliable. It's not um, a score where everyone goes with the old and, light get on board. Yeah, <laughs> and try to. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So uh, just for other history, so Spider Man was created in 1962 um, under Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Uh, it came out in August of that year. Um, it was written by Stan Lee and Steve, Stan Lee and art by Steve Ditko. As always, when it well, comes written to, by Stan Lee is a strong word. Yeah, as always, when it comes to the comics, uh, the Marvel stuff when they created around that time, and Stan Lee, there is a it, little bit of grey area. It's very like, unclear as to who did what. Uh, yeah, possibly other people that were involved were Joe Simon, uh, Kirby. Um, and also Ditko's roommate at the time, another artist, Eric Stanton. So, it, yeah, it was very... Who you talk to tells a different story about how Spider-Man was created. Interesting. I like how there was this innocent time where no one understood that these characters were going to be worth, like, billions of dollars and were just pitching in without, like, any real credit. Yeah. Like, that would never happen now. Well, the other thing is, as well, like, they only gave it a chance in that comic and how it, how it went... Um, in that comic sale wise was if it was going to get another and the other thing is like the series was called Amazing Adult Fantasy it was a science fiction series they changed it to Amazing Fantasy just for that one issue and then it became Amazing Spider-Man the following year wow so it was that popular yeah and then like he's appeared in comic and cartoons and 
TV and movies since 1967, so like five years later. Oh, wow. It was the first so um, animated series. Yeah. Was your introduction to Spider-Man through the animated series or through comic books? I think a mixture of comics and the 90s animated series. Yeah. 90s animated series! Yeah. That was yes. the, you know, the beginning where they're like, now in Spider, color! Spider, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed the man. rap that they did for Spider-Man. Go <laughs> listen yeah. to the theme tune again, yeah, man. It's great. There's a lot of CGI in that as well. Yeah. Oh, like the halfway between like the cartoon Com- and CGI? Yeah, and that was like the beginning of people doing like computer-generated like... Mm. Guy, it has been, you know, obviously years since I've seen... It's still good to watch, yeah. but it's, you get a bit over the whole, like, they're wearing the same outfit every single day. Yeah. Week, so. <laughs> <laughs> they not do laundry. What they yeah. Um, but yeah. If anyone gives a shit about Spider-Man animated series, the only one worth watching is Spectacular Spider-Man, correct? That's a good one. Um, another one is the current one, Ultimate Spider-Man. I haven't checked out the current one, but it's I'll take your word for it. Really good. It yeah. finished, and, and I think they're doing another series now. The one that's coming out... In the near future, yeah, that looks killer. That's a that, movie, and that looks amazing. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Do you want to get into pickups? Do we want to dive into pickups? Yeah. So, right. explain what pickups is. Yeah. So pickups is when we sort of uh, look at the movie and we pick apart certain points that we want to talk about. So a lot of the time, they're observations uh, that we've had on this latest watch, things that stood out to us, things we like, uh, and in or in my case, things I didn't like. All right. So then we've got the guys from the podcast that strikes back with us. We're each going to go around the circle. And say one of the uh, one of our pickups. But well, why don't you start first? Do you want me to start? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, how the comedy was handled in this film. Um, I found there was a weird mix of things hitting the like hitting the mark and being consistently funny, like gags and then gags that weren't. So a lot of the gags. Oh, do you do you want to say something? Dylan? Yeah. No. No. Well, talking about that, I. Um, expanding on that, I forgot to mention in the context, like the screenplay and, and you forgot to mention the writers. Yeah, the writers, but no, 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 it leads into that. So okay, it's not as if they do really anything. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, so I felt like there were sort of two types of humor: the sort of generic Marvel humor that cropped up from time to time, which sort of felt like scenes that just needed a gag. They sort of got a generic Marvel gag, mm-hmm. and then there were. A lot of the more subtler comedy, especially like a lot of the awkward high school humor, to me, like held up really well and felt like it was written by people who had understood nuanced and interesting comedy. Um, so, like an example in my mind of one of the uh, like the jokes that didn't really work was a joke when Ned is in the library, gets caught, and then yells out like, "I'm looking at porn." Yeah, I don't know. Like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ned, I fucking love Ned, man. Yeah, Ned's great. I he's love good. Do you guys like the character? I found him a little bit too much. I love I it. Him. I thought. I, are you calling him fat? Yeah. <laughs> what is with you, Jesus? So Some of the fat jokes, man. <laughs> so yeah, look uh, again. I, I I take the humor in the same way that I take the general verse, which is that you know this is just their brand and their style, and I know what I'm going in for. It never hits the same highs the second time I watch it. I think you just got to accept that, you know, very few comedies do. I disagree. I would I say Spider-Man will... Homecoming, and hopefully you're going this way, George, because I'm taking over. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is one of the ones where the humor holds up better on, on a well, okay, so it's 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 certain natural the characters. A couple mostly. things for me is MJ's character. Mm. Like, the first time I saw that, and you can listen back to our review of this, I really didn't like her humor. Mm-hmm. And this viewing... I loved it. Yeah, I no, got on board. See, I like dry humor. I liked it the first time. And I enjoyed so it even funny. more this yeah, time. Like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. her humor like 
held up because it was really character driven. Like yes. it wasn't just so, mm. like saying like a punchy, funny line. Yeah, from the I thought I really didn't like it. It was a pep. It was like really? one of my big negatives. But like a couple of gags that it, like in this that really stood out is where he's on the golf course, he shoots out the web, oh, the Death wanted... Star when he's when he's making the oh, you Death Star. It? That's pretty good. hilarious. And like the the um, death um, death mode. Uh, what's, what's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill yeah. Mode. instant kill, kill mode. Hilarious, man. Hilarious. I just thought it delivered and. As I said, I thought it actually was funnier the second time. Mm. Um, that was just my viewing. Yeah, my, my watching of it today, I did think it's one of the more consistently funny Marvel movies all yeah. the way through. And I, I think in a way that doesn't feel too obnoxiously jokey. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it worked more organically. Whereas I think at their worst, some of the Marvel films, the scenes feel like they're aggressively chasing a joke. Mm. Yeah, And like mm. Guardians 2 is, yeah. is very guilty of that. But I also think it's, it's worth noting that at least based on the, the comics that I read as a kid or, or like the TV series at least, Spider-Man always felt like a more kind of laid-back, jokey mm. character. Quips, so yeah. those kind of things fit more into this. Like when Puns, you see quips. it... Yeah, when you see it in Thor... You know, jokes don't seem to have any business being in Thor, which makes the the kind of shock value worth it when you first see it. But here, it feels more natural, so I think that's this gives it the longevity. There's a funny part of the comics where he actually goes and does stand up as Pit Parker for the first like first time, no. and he absolutely bombs. Oh, yeah, no what shit. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Was it all like spider themed jokes? I think. What is like during the nineties? No, no, it's like No, I think it's near the. Um, it's before Shitsinski took over. True. Oh, so this would have been early 2000s. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> you were, you were like, what? <laughs> I was watching um, George do I social media. Was, <laughs> I'll, I'll quickly mention the um, story and everything. So the director was John Watts, um, who does... Um, he's Practically a newcomer. Yeah, he's done a lot of horror really? comedy. Um, well, the only films he's done is uh, Clown. Cop Car and Clown. Cop Car and Clown. Clown, and he, Clown was unreleased at the time when this came out, yeah? No, I don't think it was. And then the other one he's done is um, the Onion News Network TV show. The show or the film? The show. Okay. Um, then the story was written by the filmmaker duo Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. John Francis Daly is from... Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and Geeks. Um, I actually thought you might not know Freaks and Geeks, I'm going to have to actually show it to I you. I do know what Freaks and Geeks is. I haven't Excellent. seen all of it, but so what I've seen I've enjoyed. Yeah, um, and they're behind like Coral Bosses and the sequel, Incredible Bert Wonderstone. I never watched that. I thought it was going to be shit. It was shit. Yeah. It wasn't good? Uh, Cloudy and Chance of Meatballs 2, Vacation, yeah. and mm. your favourite... Game, Game Night, night. <laughs> best movie of the year so far. Really? Is it actually good? Oh, he hasn't shut up that hard because no one's watched it. But I've I loved it. I, I loved was it. interested in watching it, and then he made me extra keen to go watch <laughs> okay. it. Um, but but then they also did the screenplay, but then it was adapted as always. And a lot of the times, we've on this rewatch that we've discussed, um, a lot of the times when the screenplay is altered a little bit, it's for the betterment. Because, like, as we saw with Guardians of the Galaxy, when the screenwriter and oh, the director do the same thing, it's mm. shit. Well, this movie is so unique in that it has six screenwriters. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so... like, it, it feels cohesive yeah. as opposed to, like... Mm. It's crazy. Um, I, couldn't, I can't believe that every time I see that in the credits, I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah, and all of them are, like, John Watts' friends. Mm. Um, so there's Christopher Ford, who worked on Robot and Frank, which is a funny film. Um, it's about this elderly man who has, like, a robot sort of butler and someone helping him out and it turns into almost like a is it like a heist comedy? yeah um, he was on involved with uh, Cop Car uh, Chris McKenna who did the jokes for Captain America the Winter Soldier 
Yeah, is that that movie, yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, because that movie's remembered for all its, all its jokes. He also did, and I've not seen this, but I know it was apparently a shit film, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. And I've heard the, very mixed things. Yeah, I've yeah. Had, some people have raved to me about yeah. it. A lot, of, a lot of people love it, yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. The Lego Batman film. Hell and yeah. The upcoming Ant-Man and the Wasp. And also Eric Summers, who worked on Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, the Lego Batman film, and is working on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. Cool. So there's a lot of comedy writers involved in this. I think it, I think it shows, especially... Especially... Um, because it reminded me of Ant-Man in the sense that I, when we watched, rewatched Ant-Man, I felt the humour again all really consistently held up because you feel like it's comedy people mm. doing the comedy. Yeah. You know how you mentioned the Marvel formula comedies that you noticed? The, the, yeah, there's sort of there's jokes that feel sort of like studio mandated in the sense that you feel like there might have been a scene and someone from up top says, can you like throw a joke in here? There's a guy that was also involved that didn't get a writing credit, which I don't understand why they ever get... Even if they put a tiny bit in, they don't get a writing credit. Mm. Um, his name's Eric Pearson. He's sort of part of the Marvel Studios writing program. Like, we've talked about this before. There's a lot of um, writers that have been involved in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and have gone through, like, internships sort of thing. So that's probably where a lot of the jokes uh, came from. Okay, okay. interesting. All right, well, do we want to move on, George, to your to your pickup? Yeah, my pickup was um, when I chucked this on again, I, I, I'd forgotten a lot about this movie, particularly the opening scene. And um, that opening scene set in, um, you know, post-Avengers New York, um, you know, you've got the aftermath of, um, you know, all the chaos that happened at the end of that film. And it really, I, I love that because immediately you're in the MCU. And this film, you know, we know there was a Sony, a Marvel co-production, and um, yeah, I was just really into that. It didn't feel like a Sony film. It definitely didn't. It definitely didn't. And the nervous tick. But yeah, like I just thought that was. I, I thought that was a bold move. Mm. I thought that was immediately contextualized it, and I think. I'm going to go on a limb here and say this was the first Marvel film to sort of reorder, you know, this was the first one kind of jumping around a lot. Um, may, maybe I'm wrong. I know Ant-Man did that, but like set in a previous event. Captain America? Set in a previous... previous Marvel movie. Yeah, like... As in a flashback. A flash... Yeah. Flashback. This one really Sorry. fucked with people though with the whole eight years I mean, later the TV, thing. Yeah. yeah, the TV shows did that, but not as... I don't, yeah, I think he might be right. Like we had you mean a clip apart from Captain America, which obviously went before. Yeah. Um, so you're actually referencing something from a previous oh, novel. Oh, sorry. Film yeah, right I after. yeah, okay. Yeah. So in that man, obviously, we saw Michael Douglas when he was younger. You know, there's those but kind of flashbacks. But that wasn't referencing another Marvel Exactly. Film, yeah. Like, even Age of Ultron never did that. They just referenced it when talking amongst each other. Yeah, oh, they didn't I, actually... I had a kid in Sokovia. Explicitly show it. So I love that. And it's your first... Also, another cool thing about this scene is it's your first introduction to Vulture... And uh, I think he is one of the strongest villains yeah, in the MCU. Um, we'll probably talk about some of the scenes later on in the film. But Michael Keaton, man, I love that dude. I love the resurgence he's had in the past decade. And yeah, it just really got me in the zone. Um, and, and the next scene, which is, you know, the little vlog scene with uh, Peter Parker. I love that scene as well. Can we just quickly say what's in between the, the Marvel logo in this film? It's the best one they've done. Because it references the... It's got the, the, the original Spider-Man theme. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but by Michael DiCino. Like, he's awesome. reworking of it. It sounds amazing. Yeah, so, so cool. good. So cool. So, yeah, I think that, that was something that I really liked 
um, in this viewing. Is it, oh, do you want to go? Yeah, sure. I was going to say, can I say something particularly impressive about that is, you know, the way that you've kind of contextualized this and, and set it up to be part of the MCU, George, yeah, um, is, uh, is how contained the film from that point on feels. Like, yeah, you, it, it, it sets you up and then it allows you to have a relatively contained and, you know, it's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man. For sure. Like, it's very much a small it's story. Stripped back. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like, you, yes, you feel connected to the MCU and you get mm. little bite-sized pieces of the MCU. I mean, even Tony Stark's involvement is relatively um, scarce. So, I mean, they did an amazing job of making it feel... Mm. Yeah, contextualizing it while still getting yes. its own DNA. Yeah, yeah. I, something about that opening scene is uh, that I really enjoyed damage control. Mm. Reference. Yes, because the, in the comics they're around. Yeah, yeah. they're video, like they're basically the cleanup crew. But about that scene, something that kind of irked me is around that time in the movie universe, Tony Stark was very anti-government, and to find him like kind of working with the government to, mm. to be it feels like a bit of a retcon like yeah. he's just, yeah. even though S.H.I.E.L.D. was around at the time it's like no it's uh, damage control yeah. <laughs> I, I think it thematically feeds into it though when Vulture later makes the reference totally. that like the same guys who caused the mess are getting paid to clean up and sort of mm. the themes of class warfare that are kind of in this film are not really <laughs> explored in a, in a good way yeah <clears throat> that's me done yeah. Um, just in regards to the video, I think the really clever thing oh, they the did, blog. yeah, the yeah, blog yeah, yeah, yeah. about this film was they didn't make it an origin story for Spider-Man, but they made it an origin story for his role in the Marvel mm. Universe and sort of where he fit in that. Yeah. And I liked how it felt very 2017, you know, like vlogging, the Casey Neistat thing have really come through in the past three years. Like it just felt of that time, which I really liked. Yeah, it's very contextual. Kind yeah. Um... For my pickup, it, it, I have kind of like a question, and it's something that I want you guys to really weigh in on, um, and that I really liked. Okay. I liked how they went back to mechanical web shooters. Yeah, no, yeah. I love that. Okay, I'm always are you guys it. both on board uh, with mechanical web shooters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yes! <laughs> hey, look, I've always been a fan of mechanical web shooters, because he built them, yeah. he's designed the web fluid. I've never been a fan of the organic web shooters. Mm. Yeah, I I remember like seeing that in the film about like how anyone could have thought that was a good idea. The I mean, organic. He got shows. them in the comics for a little bit, but it was, <laughs> it I was feel like, like weird story. It was a freaking weird story. Really? Right? Yeah. He turns into a spider. He does, the yeah. There's also yeah, there's like a spider god involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a spider god involved. Yeah. Turns him into a spider, and then he hatches again, and he's got like oh nice enhanced what, extra really. enhanced senses and finger webbing, like um, organic webbing, just like. Ugh. Mm. Yeah, that that actually, I remember that kind of turning me off the, um, I remember seeing, because they did that storyline in the the TV show, didn't they? Of him turning into a spider. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember watching that being like, no, I'm done with this now. Thank thank you very much for coming. (laughs) No, man, I'm, I'm into the organic web shooters. I love it. I think it's. You don't think it's weird that a man's just making like. Come on, how many how many comic book gags have we got out there? How many of them are weird um, powers? Like, how is this the top of the pile? If if he if he actually had organic shoes, he would have shot them out of his ass. Like, (laughs) 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 actually, I'd be around it if that was the case. (laughs) I mean, can you? it just works, though. I think it's know? completely context-based. I think the organic web shooters worked amazingly for the Raimi movies. For sure. Um, and I think the, um, the the mechanical ones didn't work at all for the amazing movies. Yeah. But I don't but think it's a bad cheap. choice. But I think they work in this one. Very much so. But I, just 
very briefly, I think um, it is odd that there's a hero called Spider-Man who doesn't have any spider abilities whatsoever. So I think what he has is organic web shooters. That's the only thing that makes him like climb. Like every other insect or lizard. Which is not a thing. But we got it in the Infinity War trailer when that giant ship came down to New York and he's like, wait, something's wrong. Everyone else is like, no shit. Students behind him being like, ah, Peter? Yes. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Your next, what's your pickup? Uh, my uh, the thing that really occurred to me watching this movie again today was, um, and we've kind of touched on it a bit so far, but just its integration into the MCU. I feel like it is the most organically um, integrated into the MCU. Kind of, you know, you get movies like Thor two where it's like, oh, Loki turns into Captain America, and it's like, okay, whatever. But this one is just throughout little bits sprinkled in here and there. Um, you get bits of technology um, through the, the, you know, the weapons dealers and stuff that we've seen from movie to movie. Um, like they reference like black hole grenades from Thor 2. I'm like, that's awesome because the mm. Dark Elves briefly came to Earth. Um, and this, it references like almost every franchise in the MCU. Yeah, I felt Very there was, subtly. There was so many, like, and I'm, I was going to do this as pick up. There were so many Easter eggs in this film, but it didn't mm. feel overstuffed. Yeah. It yeah. felt very natural. It, it didn't feel like really in your face. Yeah. They're yeah. at the point where they've got enough, I think, canon to draw on that mm. they I think they can begin to do more interesting stuff mm. like like this. Mm. And it's all the more impressive because this is a Sony co production. So like you were saying, George, there's a really Sony bold choice. Uh, no, just just because <laughs> this isn't entirely Marvel. So the fact that it is so integrated into Marvel is really Which I, I, as I said before, I really didn't expect that. No. And it was it was such a good payoff. Because, like, what do you guys reckon? How involved do you think Sony is? I got it all. I think, yes. I think they were like, please help yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a movie that has Iron Man and Captain America in it, which is so cool. Yeah. And also it's led to, you know, Fox being, yeah, take it. <laughs> yeah. Give us money for it and take it. <laughs> we're sorry. I'll take it back. Yeah. Um, all right. You know what? I'm going to mention the, like, so this is going to be a big pickup. I'm going to read like a list of the Easter eggs that I noticed. And I okay. took, so, okay. On the ship, um, oh yeah, the Staten Island Ferry. Staten Island Ferry. There's a um, there's a car there, and the license plate is um, SM two zero five six three, and that references the year the original. Yeah, so that's when the the Vulture came out in Amazing Spider-Man two nineteen sixty three. He's gay. When he was first introduced Your into face. the Marvel comics. <laughs> 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 jokes and gay jokes. Thanks. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Christoph. Um, yeah, anyway. Um, ruthless. Ruthless. Um, all of the characters in this film, they didn't have, like, fake names. They're all names of characters from the comics. Like, all of Peter's friends. Betty Brandt's and in there. Betty Brandt. Betty Brandt is... And she's hilarious. Yeah, Betty Brandt is playing the... The newsreader. Yeah, the, 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 the like, awkward newsreader. They're so the funny. The awkward Angry Rice, Australian actress. Yes. Really? Mm. Um, like everyone that's in the decathlon is someone that's from that Peter either went to school with or the teachers are someone that was a teacher or was a student um, at the school like, and one of the Helen Commando's grandsons is yes. the principal yes. <laughs> yeah I mentioned this you groaned okay. when I mentioned Marita. this to you but they acknowledge <laughs> it in the film which is cool because they've done a few same times actor. they've cast the same character, actor as a few different characters and, in the MCU yeah. but this one they've kind of acknowledged at least um, like Peter's uh, decathlon teacher um, yeah, played by Martin Starr. He's he's a <laughs> he's a principal at Midtown High when Peter in the comics went, goes to become a teacher in the nice. job. 
That um, gag, so just quickly to jump in, that welcome back Peter gag. That's yeah, hilarious. <laughs> the whole team is welcoming you back with open arms. Welcome yeah. back, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> and the gag where he's like on the school TV about oh, we don't want to lose another student, and then that like not that again. Pause. Yes, it was so yeah. good. Not again. Like Ned, Ned Leeds is like um, I think in the com- in the comics he's like um, someone Peter went to school with as well. Like some of Jason, like Flash Thompson, um, uh, the Asian girl that's in the decathlon. Her name's Cindy Moon. Um, and in the comics, she's playing the role of um, another spider person who got bitten by the same mm. spider Peter did, and is called Silk. That spider gets around. Yes, yeah. it does. It does. But a lot of these characters were sort of fleshed. They're all ones that were like referenced once or twice in the original sixties comics, but then were fleshed out more in a comic book series called Untold Tales. Untold Tales of Spider Man, which mm. was like a fifteen issue series, which did more stories based around Peter's high school time. And it was written by Kurt Busiek, who's a fan. We're a fan of comic wise. Yeah, and it, did did he write the game you're playing at the moment? The Lego yes, he one. Yes, he did. He wrote the game I'm playing at the moment, Lego Marvel Superheroes Two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like it's. I like the fact that nothing, everything in there is, all the Easter eggs are very smart. Like the science teacher, when she's teaching, you can see all a list of photos of. Sorry, you can see photos of all these scientific geniuses. That's and everything. good. Yeah, oh, but, but at the end, Bruce Banner's that. there. Mm. Really? Yeah. Is there? Bruce Banner's there. Oh, cool. There. There's a photo of him. Is it Ruffalo? Cool. Or? Ruffalo. Yeah. <laughs> Why would it be the other one? That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I realised that after a second. Easter egg. Okay. I also um, really liked um, Bo-King Woodbine as uh, the Shocker. Shocker, Shocker 2. Really cool. Mm. Wait, was it? Oh, yeah, the actual Shocker. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Like, he's playing the role of the Shocker. Um... The other guy who was the original Shocker Logan Marshall Green. Yeah, Logan Marshall Green. In the comics, his name is Montana, and he's part of the um, Enforcers. Hmm. And like he's was yeah was, (laughs) Um, and they were like the Kingpin's henchmen sort of thing. These three guys. Um, He had a lasso. It was yeah, kind of shit. Why? Why a lasso? (laughs) Why didn't they go with that in the film? I just can't. (laughs) One thing I didn't notice, but I read about like the Thai place. Next to restaurant? it, yeah. Next to it, um, it's the Korean Church of Asgard. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, really? they're worshiping. Amazing! Wow. No. I miss that completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and also that scene you mentioned where he's like shooting into the, um, the golf air, in the golf course. Yeah. Um, that's actually like an actual comic where Spidey was stuck in the suburbs yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like what the f- how do I get back uh-huh. so yeah. is it just him taking public transport for like 20 pages essentially like there's this little kid that asked him do you want my trolley like a little as in, like, yeah. a thing um, but yeah the I oh, will talk but there's another one that I want to bring up but it's later on in the film but yeah I like even um... oh god what's his name now Donald uh, Glover Donald Glover mm, so yeah. yeah Donald Glover yeah. Like he's his his character is um, the uncle. Of yes, the uncle of Miles, Miles Morales. Morales. So that's mm. like even saying, yep, yeah, Miles Morales is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm-hmm. which which is really cool. Do you guys reckon after Infinity War, Infinity War we might see Miles Morales? I'd like no, to. No. Yeah. I, I reckon we should stick with Tom Holland yeah. for as long as. Yeah, we can. no, I think yeah. it's great. Well, I mean, it's not exclusive. But he, but he just seems so young. No, I, I think it should yeah. be. I think they should ride him out as far as they can and then kill him yeah. off, like, in 20 mm. years and then go Miles Morales. <laughs> We've got a Miles Morales movie coming out this year. So. Yeah, that's true. When we were recording the last episode, Billy was talking about how, it, and I was agreeing with him, that we reckon there's going to be some, like, time, either, like, time travel shenanigans yeah. or, or, like, alternative reality stuff. So yeah. uh, 
we wouldn't be surprised if they recast a whole bunch of people at the end of this film. Mm-hmm. Or just killed them off. Yeah, Eventually. totally. And Which then, I'm 100% down for. I've, I've well, been, Tom Holland's signed up for like six films. Yeah, so. well, apart from Tom Holland, I think. But I think some of the kind of more tenured Marvel people, yeah. I have... I, I think I might have approached this a little bit too gleefully, but mm-hmm. the, the, the who, idea... Who do you want to die? Just, just I want uh, Downey Jr. to go. Um, yep. I want Chris Evans. Well, Chris Evans is almost certainly going to go. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see... Um, I'd actually almost like to see the entire roster um, get wiped out. <laughs> I don't want any <laughs> sixty-five. I want, I, want, yeah. I want another Doctor Strange movie, but a better one. Huh? You think yeah. there won't be another Doctor Strange? I don't think movie. there needs to be. I don't think there should have been a first mm. one, to be honest. That's because you suck. Well, then he's oh, he's, he's screenwriter. I mean, at least in the comics, from what from what little I know of the the comics, he's quite you know central or, or important to the Infinity War storyline so yeah I, I feel like it would have been almost a mistake to not have a movie to yeah. at least introduce him into the mcu I, I was saying this to billy i just found like in my opinion doctor strange is like the blandest of the marvel films and they take like essentially magic tony Stark. You know, yeah a hundred percent they like turn magic into like manipulating energy and take like all the fun and sort of interesting yeah, it's just a little around. shield thing yes yeah. and just make it into like <laughs> magic i can summon a like a small weapon yeah. And one thing we haven't brought up yet, hot, yeah. hot Aunt May. Yeah, thank what the you, hell? thank you. Billy, Billy but, was like, it's not really a thing in this film. It is a it's thing. A it's thing. a thing. It's a thing. And there's some really good gags in there. I love. She's how, great. I love how. Um, yeah, she's fantastic. Mm. I love her relationship with Peter right. Parker. Mm. Um, that ending scene. I was about to say like, <laughs> yeah, that made me yeah, laugh out loud. So good. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the best. And there's some good gags with Tony Stark, like wanting to move in it's just I just thought that was a good way to sort of give the character they a bit of an update they weren't as bad as Iron Man 2 bad oh uh, yeah oh, in terms of like the way women are written yeah mm. yeah yeah Iron Man 2 does not hold up now. <laughs> um no look I like it and I, I feel like that's sort of coming along with the ultimate Spider-Man Aunt May it was kind of young as opposed to decrepit Aunt May in the main universe. Yeah, I think I guess it's just she part of it. She couldn't be elderly with Tom Holland as Spider Man. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it wouldn't true. make any sense. No. Yeah. It didn't make sense in the sixties comic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he looked like about thirty five in that yeah. comic anyway. <laughs> um, what's your pickup? Well, I look. I think I'm all out. I'm, really? Yeah. Um, all right. I've, I've got more if you'd like. Yeah, to. If you're you're say, I feel like I feel like I'm happy to sit back. And just um, shit on other people's pickups. Yeah, like, you oh, do like Billy. Far more entertaining. Um, look, I I think it's worth talking about that the the reveal scene. I, this is not a movie that I went into thinking that mm. I was going to get a twist or anything mm. like that. And it, it was comes, very thriller like. And it comes, very. I would say, fairly late in the film, like yeah. sort of in the second, the last sort of quarter, and mm. unexpectedly because. Yeah, like you said, Connor, you weren't looking for it or waiting yep. for it, and then it just Only happens. Only Liz had kept her trap shut. <laughs> like, come on Liz shush but it felt like it felt organic to me like and especially going back and seeing how many times they seeded the fact he has a family oh yeah like I'm yeah. like oh right like, from the opening scene yeah but it, it, and it's wonderful to kind of it, it, it fits in such a perfect way because it doesn't feel like a gotcha moment no. it really feels like it adds something like it wasn't just put in there for shock value mm. it was put in there for, for very specific reasons I think um you know, not least of all because it does show him in a family context. Mm. I mean, you can hear someone talk about their family. I'm doing this for my family all you want. 
But that doesn't necessarily mean you feel for them. You, you don't necessarily have any empathy or sympathy for that character. But if you see that character interacting lovingly with people that you already have an affinity with in that mm. film, then that's a powerful motivator. And I think that adds to the character. And then yeah, the, like, I mean, he doesn't want to escalate their crime speed too much. He mm. just wants to do this to get by. Yeah, that makes him a great Spidey villain because Spidey, like the Flash, has this great thing with his villains where they're not really trying to kill each other all the time. Like, they yeah. kind of have this respect for each other to some yeah, extent. which is great like, for them. You know, you're doing your thing, we're doing our thing. Let's not be, like, terrible to each other. Like, even in the comics, the Vulture was very much like he would only get what he needs. He wouldn't, like, mm. go crazy because he'd stay under the radar. But what a tense scene. What a tense scene. Oh, Especially the, the in the car scene, ride. The yeah. car ride and then mm-hmm. fantastic... Um, Cinematography work with the with the you know he asked that question to Peter Parker and then the green light the green goes light. yeah the flashing over. of the lights around it's, it's just like really, really nicely good. really nicely put together that little sequence and uh, I thought it was fantastic I thought it was my, really fantastic my totally only comment with you. my only comment on it not a criticism but just watching it multiple times it is like it's just the same thing from Spider Man one where you know his best mm. friends. Mm. Parent is the villain. Yeah, but you. But it's presented very different. It's executed amazingly. Exactly. Yeah, like if you sort of bullet point it, mm. it's it's the same. Yeah, but and that's, that goes to a lot of this movie. Yeah, a lot of this movie yeah. has the same beats as the original Raimi one or two even. Um, but how can you like? I mean, if you're talking about the same property with the same characters, yeah. it's, it's almost no, impossible no, to, no, to avoid. That, no. What do you mean no? I mean, like, <laughs> I'm saying no because like if the villain of this movie wasn't someone from his high school's father, then that would have been a different thing. Yes, but when you when you say it in an overall context of hitting some of the, or a lot of the same beats, that is almost to be expected when you're talking about uh, what is it, it's still an origin story for for Spider Man. Mm. It's him coming into the um, kind of hero business. So I, yeah, I think when you're he gets in in relationship to everyone else. Yeah, I think if you're going to tell a good Spidey story, you're going to hit some some of those beats. And I no, I think the Vulture thing plays into the fact that I think Spider Man's at his best when it's sort of like a Tangled web and everything sort of really close. Mm. Hey. <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's Spider-Man... always got to be complicated for him, like emotionally complicated. Yeah, like Spider-Man Two did this really well mm. uh, with with Doc Ock and the fact that like it's been long, a long time since I've seen it, but I think it was like a mentor to Spider-Man. So his hero like, is his villain. Yeah, <laughs> but... so there's like that interplay of of like relationships and stuff, and I think they they sort of channel that really mm. well. Well, I, on that note, sorry, just quickly, yeah. I think this movie is probably the second MCU movie that really, really hits home um, what a hero is. Like, you see him struggle with this fact, which is perfect for Spider-Man. Um, like, after Captain America, who the first one, which I think really shows him as, like, a heroic person. Because every, every, yeah, every, every other one of the MCU movies is kind of just, like, people doing their own thing. Yeah, their own uh, yeah, like, like, every <laughs> Iron Man film. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. he isn't the strongest or fastest or best fighter yeah. or whatever. Mm. He's just, like, a kid over his head, over the... In over his, his head, head. Trying to do the right thing. But it's doing the right thing because that's how he was brought up. And, yeah. And that's one of the things that appeals to me about Spider-Man. Spider-Man absolutely, Spider-Man so yeah. Much. And yeah, I think this movie captures heroism like few others do. This, yeah, it really captures what like Sam Raimi was kind of doing with the first two films. Mm. Um, and got lost in the third and <laughs> amazing films. Um, so do we want to talk about Flash Thompson? Yeah, like, yeah. he's a bit different to... Very his... different Flash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Great casting. Joe, Joe Manganiello casting. played him in the first one. I don't know if you guys remember that. Yeah, it was crazy. He looked about 35. <laughs> it's great. It's Everyone awesome. was so old in that film. <laughs> <laughs> like, have you ever seen an 18-year-old who looks like Joe Manganiello? <laughs> But um, yeah, like I like how they changed it from. I mean, in the comics, he's you know blonde haired, blue eyed jock. Yeah. And this is just 
a rich Tony Ravioli. It's, yeah. it's a more nuanced look at the bully. And I mean, specifically in this film, this school is like a, a, a gifted school, children's right? school. Yeah, yeah, like it's for really smart kids. So they or wouldn't rich, be... Or rich kids. Yeah, that too. Mm. So there wouldn't be this like huge dumb jock guy. Mm. Um, I would want to talk about like Ned as well a little bit more and some of the yeah. friends of the decathlon and stuff. Um, I really liked Ned. Like he, he, he was totally like the gamer friend. But not in a bad way. Hmm. I just felt maybe it was like a bit too far. Like they're fifteen. I'm not. I don't know too many fifteen year olds who would spend their weekend like building a Lego Death Star. Like, I feel like that's where like, George. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to call you out. I don't know too many fifteen year olds who would have the money to build a yeah, Lego yeah, Death yeah, Star. Exactly. <laughs> it's just like fifteen hundred bucks, man. <laughs> I'll be honest. When I was fourteen, fifteen, I had like a very big Lego collection. Like that. Yeah, I mean, he used to play sixty. Wait, are you saying he was too old weekend? or too young for it? Like, I thought like it was more something like if it was like thirteen, maybe even fourteen, I would have believed it more. But I'm like by fifteen and sixteen, you go through that phase. Sorry, we're we're fine. Have grown men <laughs> talking about comic man. books and like I can look around me we've got dolls and shit everywhere and you're telling me that 15 is too old to build a goddamn Lego space you sir that's ridiculous <laughs> alright I'm going to posit this it's not that too, too old but I think there's like a he's in the period in between yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a yeah. and then you like hit 20 like Lego's cool again no, I totally and now you have yeah. money to afford it makes a lot of sense yeah. 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 I, no, did, I did like that he helped Peter unlock the Spidey suit yeah, in, oh, what, that was fun. Then a fifteen-year-old yeah. can like hack, yeah, like the high. Well, they're in a tech school, mm. but it's what, like meant to be like world-class security. Could it? Could it be like questionably argued that Tony Stark let a let? Yeah, yeah. Him, like if if he had the initiative in it, or if he had the for ability, sure. or whatever you want to call it, that that was an option for him to do. Speaking of, yes, that's suit, a good point. Do you know who played the AI? Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> and, who, and who is Jennifer Connelly's husband? Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Who plays the vision. Oh, oh, yeah. Brilliant. Oh, I love, I love okay. that touch. And she was also um, Betty in um, mm. the original Hulk. Mm. Do you Paul Bettany's never hear from her again. Do you reckon <laughs> Seriously. He's a handsome man. What was that Hulk called? Was it just called the Hulk? The Incredible Hulk. No, the no, not that one. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Ang Lee's Hulk. Ang Lee's it was Hulk. just called Hulk. No, yeah. Yeah, so she plays Betty Ross in that. And now she's back in the role of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. The voice in the suit. <laughs> yes. Someone else I was really, really happy to see in this movie, Happy Hogan. Hell yes. yes. So happy. Yes. So happy. So happy. So happy Nothing Hogan. else but to like, in my mind, there's no ill will between him and, and yes. MCU. Yeah. And a big no. role in this film too. Yeah. Well, an arc and everything. Still, he still gets money like... He's an executive from, producer. Yeah, executive yeah. producer from like, he gets some Because he of helps out a tone, really. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. he said, I mean, look, he I'm happy to this. not do anything mm. or direct anything, but I can do tweaks here and there if you yeah. want, just give yeah. me money. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And just on that note, um, also Gwyneth Paltrow, um, I, was yes. really, I was so happy to see this. After Civil War. Why? Yeah. But also, like, what the hell? And I, we, we were off mic, and we're convinced it's because... Her vagina eggs aren't selling well. So like, all that health, that health yeah. stuff that she was doing oh, yeah. did the, not um, go well. She's like, okay. The goop or whatever it's, it's called. Goop. I'm just, like, yeah. weirdly invested in Tony and, and Pepper Potts' relationship. So yeah. I was, like, really? bummed out that they were, like, separated in yeah. Civil War. So Same. I was so happy to see her in this. And, yeah. like, they're getting engaged and stuff. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really nice end. Ending to the film. I really liked um so oh fuck I've forgotten what his name is now again. Damn it. Oh, no. Um uh, Donald Glover is Aaron Davis. Yeah. He was so good. Yeah, he's yeah. good. In his five lines, he was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he brought a lot to like a very small role. You need to get better at this part of yeah. the job. <laughs> I, that that inter- interrogation voice that was pretty mm-hmm. oh, yes. Yes. 
Um, I feel like that's very that that kind of Marvel humor that you were talking about, but I thought it got yeah. pulled off there. Like I thought that, that was yeah, I, yeah. I, look, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, I did like that they, because apparently the director said, "Look, we want you to be in it because everyone loves he did, you." Because yeah. <laughs> he did the voice of Miles Morales mm. in the cartoon Ultimate Spider-Man, and there was a push. I think an all getting pushed by yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for him to be. Miles Morales, I think, in the amazing Spider-Man, or Peter yeah. Parker, be, before they went with well, Garfield. before he got too old, Garfield. And yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. So, so and some of the same age, so it's fine. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, but um, his stand-up um, referring. I was to about that to say, I was hilarious about the uh, what is it like Spider-Man being black people? It's the one that Shaft or something, yeah, whatever it is. Or Shaft, no that's right. Yeah, Shaft. Shaft black people Spider-Man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Have you never seen Don Glover? No. Don Glover wow. is like the He's, ultimate like... Name something, he does it. Yeah. <laughs> that was like Happy Brilliant. Glover before he yep. went into like... Yeah. <laughs> artist childish Gambino. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now. I like the underlings in this are all great as well. Mm. Like, uh, I think his name... Michael Chernus? The guy who plays the, the tech guy? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that he was actually like a... It's fun to have like an evil tech dude. Because yeah. I don't think there has been an overly evil tech dude in the Marvel. Was he evil? It just seemed like a guy who wanted to make stuff. I don't think any of them were evil. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, Vulture isn't even no. really evil. But he had a curious nature, which was the important thing. I did. I really liked the Vulture's outfit. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, Amazing. It was good. The, it was different to the comics, but it was good. The Very entire different. costume designer, specifically yeah. the leather jacket. And that, that. Oh, everything, including that. Even it. outside of the, the, the wingsuit. I love okay. that first scene where he comes down and... Comes straight down into his, um, you know, Rolling even the way he sits, <laughs> yeah. like, stoops, waiting mm. for the plane to oh, really yeah. go off. With he looks like around. an actual vulture. A yeah. great mix of like, and he's a scavenger, which I thought is a really yeah. nice yeah, touch because yeah. that's not really part of the character in the comics. I don't feel. Uh, no, yeah, yeah so he's just literally steals. Yeah, yeah, that's really really awesome. Yeah. Really cool. Um, but yeah, the outfit was a really great way to kind of pay a little bit of homage to the comic books, but just be a really badass thing as well. And I really like that all their weapons are literally like stuff that's been left behind. Yeah. Like mm, the yeah. Shocker's gauntlet is Crossbones' yeah. gauntlet. Yeah. 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 I only just realised that now I'm ashamed to say <laughs> I am the Spidey nerd uh, I was saying to Billy off mic that I think at its best what the Marvel Universe does is sort of interpret some of these uh, villain costumes and hero costumes and makes them functional because mm -hmm. like the actual comic book like vulture costume isn't particularly functional yeah, yeah. I mean the, yeah. he's an old man and the <laughs> in like a weird green like leotard yeah, uh, yeah. And, the, and what it does is it sort of like it has like sort of sort of power which helps him younger or something yeah I can't remember it properly I mean in the 90s animated series he was obsessed with becoming young again um I can't remember I understand we never got to see John Malkovich play him in a Raimi film oh yeah that would have been, been cool. fun <laughs> um there was one thing that I noticed that I hope doesn't happen so the science teacher um her name's Miss Warren yeah. uh, I've talked about this with you often so, in the comics, Ms. Warren is the wife of Miles Warren. In the comics, Miles Warren turns to out to be the jackal, mm. who's obsessed with cloning. <laughs> Led to the oh, infamous okay. clone saga. So Wait, let's do it, let's do it. No, I do not Isn't need a Marvel like, Cinematic uh, Universe version of the clone saga. That's infinite, infamously like one of the worst Spider-Man events. Yeah. Is that correct? But it, worst events. To, <laughs> but it led to Ben Riley, which is an amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Yeah. An amazing baghead. Well, does anyone else have another pickup, or do we want to talk about Old Mate Stanley? Uh, I have one, just yeah. like a little negative, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's going a bit against the grain. Stay in your lane, mate. But, um, <laughs> like, I just felt some of the CG was weak, especially on yeah. Spidey um, himself, like, when he was in the suit. Yeah. I, I just felt like it looked really low. Like, I felt like for $175 uh, million dollars... $175 million. For $175 million <laughs> movie. Great. That's bullshit. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just felt like I wanted, I, it just, it, it had that CG texture to yeah. it, aesthetic to it, where it, I clearly knew, it was almost like Daredevil or something. Looks from, too elastic. Almost. Yeah, yeah. that's that, it's and that like, sheen, sleek. it's that yeah. sheen. I'll be honest, it might just be me kind of like romanticizing it in my head, but there was never a better um, looking swinging Spider-Man than the Raimi film, or the first two Raimi films. Maybe so he was actually swinging around, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, that was, as far as I'm concerned, amazing. But yeah, I just thought, you know, that was... Eh, it could have been done a little bit better. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about was actually, like, Spider-Man himself, because I don't think we focused enough on him. Um, what do you mean, like, in terms of his character development or... His... Yeah. Um, I feel like this is one of the better portrayals of him outside of the suit and inside the suit as well. The best think... in terms of both. Yeah. yeah. Do, you think... do you agree or disagree? Agree. Do you think part of that is because Holland is a believable Peter Parker, both in his performance and the fact that he doesn't look like twenty? Like he's, well, he's a trained, he's a trained. Because um, I think he did um, Billy Elliot at mm. a young age, so he's trained uh, like sort of ballet. It's okay, yeah. great, nimble. I think I think nimble. I think in the MCU, which is renowned for its amazing casting throughout, I think mm. he's probably the best yes. that they've done so far. Uh, I will. Ooh. That's a very bold statement if you think about Robert Downey Jr. No, because he's not good casting as Iron Man because he's just cast as Robert Downey Jr. who's taken over the character <laughs> of Iron Man. That's, yeah. I, uh, I think Chris Evans... Look, I think Chris Evans... I think Iron Man comics did you read? Zero. I mean, it's fair. Well, all right, so then then be specific. But, like, in terms of, like, casting, you know, they hit, you know, they, they hit the lottery when they cast Robert Downey Jr. as that. Like, I don't think they will ever get more value or return on investment as they did with Robert Downey Jr. I don't mm. care how long Tom Holland st- uh, sticks around. Mm. Um, but in terms of, you know, accurately portraying the character, then yeah, you might I think they got more return on investment on uh, Chadwick Boseman. I think that's mathematically correct. <laughs> no, not even close. Not yet. Well, well not all in terms, terms of a not, single film. If they messed up Downey Jr. and casting Tony Stark, like, this, we wouldn't be here today yeah. doing this podcast, yeah. so... But Black Panther is owed to Robert Downey Jr. So yeah, the ma- your math doesn't add up. <laughs> Jesus, um, I he can't like, help you. So there was a scene near the end where the vulture literally collapses a building on him. Mm. Yep. Yep. In um, sort of that final fight. Yeah, and like Peter, like sort of, you know, has to realize that's when he realizes, you know, he is Spider-Man even without the costume. Yeah, I did like. There's that. So in the comics. When they're like, when he's as Peter, or sometimes, I, th- I don't think it's mostly when he's funny, but it's mostly when he's Peter and he's like, you know, realizing oh, something. Oh, the has half that whole, face? Yeah, oh, I like yeah. how they had that in the reflection. Mm. Mm. And also that bit with, you know, lifting the building up. Straight out of the comics. Yeah, um, it's from Amazing Spider Man 33 by Steve. Um, it was drawn by Steve Ditko, and it was literally his summoning his. Inner strength. Mm. Okay. Harrowing scene. Yeah. That scene yeah. is so intense in the film. Like I remember the it's first like time I saw it, it was almost too intense. Yeah. Like yeah. Tom Holland is too believable yes. in that you, scene. It's, it's terrifying. Agonized. When he's like yeah. in pain, you really really believe feel for it. it. Yeah. yeah. He's crying. He sells it so me. hard. Like yeah. this kid, man, like this kid's been thrown in this situation, he's getting fucked up, yeah. like he's like distraught. I really felt that. It really connected. So great to see a hero in that situation. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm not a fan of the Iron Spider Man. 
the like that the new one in the Infinity War trailer. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll have to see it being in the Infinity War trailer. But yeah, at the end there, I'm not a huge fan of the. Ice I think it's. It, it. I think it works in this film because he rejects it. Yeah. But but, but yeah. Um, yeah. He's like in it in the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like no, it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do prefer the, the 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 suit in this movie. I love to death. Yes. I think it's amazing. I also I like it's a, one of the better suit and the eyes that the, the eyes, eyes right and yeah. the way it's like a baggy and then comes in on mm, his body. I think yes. they really thought about like how does this. How does the functionality of the suit? And also mm. the gliding webs that they have, which oh, is great. It's so in, good. It, it, not many artists draw it in the comic. Mm. It's yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, maybe we should go to Stanwatch. Yeah. Well, look. Before we get started, again, it's well documented. My my strong feelings about uh, the Stanley cameos. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about them? Um, look, I. <laughs> I feel like a broken record here where I say, like, I just kind of take them for what they are. Okay. Um, I, I, I like it. You know what? I, 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 I like that Marvel has committed to this. If nothing else, <laughs> I like how they've committed to it. Like, they, this, I mean, he's fucking old as shit. Like, he, yeah, and he's got, he's like a 90 year old with a pacemaker. Like, yeah, 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 like, and I, I and it, at any point, they could just say no more. But I love how they're like, nah, fuck it. We're sticking to our guns. I don't give a shit if someone complains about it. We're putting the goddamn man in the movies yeah I agree I agree um, and when it pops up in the film I'm like hey it's a Stan Lee bit but there's no there's never been a Marvel film where I'm sitting around waiting for that Stan oh, Lee yeah, I'm not yeah. sitting around. I will groan though it's like oh, uh, it depends ones. some of them half and half I reckon I'd yeah. say 75 25 I'm on the positive mm. but like occasionally it's like okay here we go this one I didn't mind it but I was just very mm. much like I would not notice if he didn't show up in a yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I, I would literally not notice until a few weeks after when someone mentioned it to me. I think the worst ones are the the X Men ones. No, the, what about the one in X Three when he's holding a hose and it, the water flies up? It's amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's one of the more natural ones, at least. For me, the worst, my least favorite is the one in Avengers where he's like superheroes in New York. Like it's just so damn hammy and stupid. He had a better one, which was cut from the film. That's why really? they shot that one. Yeah, because there's a there's a scene that was cut very unfortunately of Captain America at a cafe sketching, which oh, is one yes. of one of parts of part of his character that was really cut out of. Um, oh, the films, films sorry. unfortunately. Yeah, he's an artist. But then, then yeah, um, mm. uh, Stanley talks to him from another table, but um, they had to throw that in at the last minute, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Uh, so that is. Oh, wait, no, oh, we, we haven't actually discussed that. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it was fine. I like I like the scene overall. Yeah. In this yeah. One. yeah. Fuck so, Stanley. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's what these people are at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I, yeah no, it's no, not what's not. happening to him at the moment. Well, who knows? On, on knows. People are, I, the vultures are actually coming out, <laughs> taking his money at the moment. What was the gag in this? He was he was like hanging out washing or something out of his window. I think he's like, like Peter accidentally set up a car alarm. So, well, yes, yeah, so he thinks there's a car robber, oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, the guy's yeah. trying to break into his own car. Yeah. Um, and yeah. yeah, and then the alarm sets off, and all the neighbors go crazy, and one of them is. Oh, and he's like, "That's a spicy meatball." That's what it says. <laughs> That's it. Like that. Yeah. He he says, "Don't make me come down there." And then I think he like talks with an old lady. Yeah. yeah. He was like a, I thought that so which was realistic. I I assume that the the lady was someone as well. Um, you know, maybe within the organization. Nope. nope. No. So um, that's the thing about the Stanley's cameos is they never acknowledge anyone else who ever worked on a yeah. comic in history yeah. whatsoever. It's like just Dan. Stan Lee. Poor kids of today, they would never hear the name Jack Kirby. That's for sure. Speaking of cameos, what did you think of of Steve Rogers? Oh, two cameos. Love it. Love it. Oh, love, yes. it love it. Yeah. Love it. Too good. Okay, so I, without thinking about it very hard, I'm going to say my favorite joke in the MCU 
is is when he's on the TV and he says, you know, my friend, your gym teacher, and he points one way, and <laughs> Hannibal Buress <laughs> is on the other side of the TV and waves. I think that's my favourite joke. Hannibal Buress was like. He he didn't like he wasn't in this film a lot, but mm. the scenes he was in, he, he was he so good. Looks Amazing. like Great. you're either hungover or strung out. He, he's like the best at playing the guy who like is just phoning it in at work. <laughs> yes, yes. I know a few of those people. All right, do we want to talk about the uh, after credit stingers? Sure. Okay, so the post. Oh, sorry, is it mid credit? No, yeah, the mid credit stinger mm. is uh, the vulture. Adrian Toomes is at um, stinger. He, yeah, he's um, speaking of stingers. So um, he's in jail, and then what's, the, what's, the, Matt what's Gar- the Spider-Man? Matt, yeah, Matt Gar- the raft. Yeah. No, not the raft. Uh, I don't even know if it, is he the Seagate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where it is. He's, it's in just a general. Hotel. Yeah, I don't think they like make a big deal of naming mm. the specific. It's probably the same one that. Um, what's the the billionaire from the Tony Stark? Sort of. Tony Slattery from number two. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Tony Slattery is in the same jail as um, Hammer. Yeah. Oh, just the same, same jail Hell. as Yeah, that's Seagate. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, but yeah, um, Matt Gargan comes up to him and goes, Oh, you know, you know who Spider-Man is. Tell me so people can kill him and blah, blah, blah. And as we know, Matt Gargan is the scorpion. Because, you know, he's got a scorpion on his neck. That's, just that's one, one of my few problems with this film is like, why does Matt Gargan have a scorpion tattooed on him already? That seems a bit odd. His arm is It's like someone offers him the scorpion suit and he's like, mate, have a look at this. I'm in. You're not going to believe this. You you picked the right guy. Uh, But I do like that, like, the vulture didn't say anything. Mm. It's it's a really interesting interesting. moment that, that again, reaffirms that he's not not a bad guy. I mean, well, he is. All right, let's, let's, he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a profiteer and a criminal, criminal, sorry, but he's he's not like a a psychopath or anything. Well, he has killed people. Accidentally. Yeah. He was trying to make him float. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that was one of my favorite gags as well. It's just him being like, oh my God. Like, I love the look on his face when he kills him. He's like, shit. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's what happens. Who do you guys think is a more sympathetic MCU villain? Uh, Vulture or Killmonger? Vulture. Yeah, I, oh yeah. Vulture's less of Killmonger actually wants Killmonger, to kill people. Killmonger, Killmonger wants power. Yeah. Vulture's less yeah. genocidal. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I think there's a difference between a good... Like, Killmonger's a great villain. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because, you know, he takes ideas. He, personally, is unhinged. He's fed up yeah. and he's done. Um, and, like, just because you can understand why someone might, you know, kind of go down that path doesn't make it a good path to go down. Whereas the Vulture, I think, is a little bit more relatable. Mm. As opposed to, like, you know, Killmonger. Especially because it kind of frames the crimes he's doing, even though he's selling stuff to criminals. As him, it, he himself sort of has enough distance that they're almost victimless crimes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that, we have my favourite end uh, credit scene. Agreed. Because um, as we've t- discussed on the podcast, there's usually two credits. Mid-credit is for, like, the next film, or... The film, the, the setup, next, for, yeah. the setup for the next Spider-Man. In film the case of like film. Doctor Strange and Ant-Man, like a clip from the next film, yeah, yeah. which is kind yeah. of lazy, weird, yeah. Um, but so in this, and usually the last one is a joke. This one is literally another um, Cap infomercial, but he's talking about patience and <laughs> waiting around for something to happen. It's like. Yes. So I work in a cinema, so I got to watch every session of this end, <laughs> and everyone's sitting there waiting ten minutes for this little clip, and it's just kept being like, "Fuck you guys." <laughs> yes. <laughs> you waited around for nothing. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah. 
Um, all right, so now that we're done with the credits, shall we go on to... Yeah, our last segment? Yes. If so, you like this, read this. Yeah, so the point of this segment is that unfortunately Marvel doesn't do a whole bunch to uh, feed the success of the films back into the comics. So don't worry, Marvel, we've got your back. Mm-hmm. We're going to give you some uh, comic recommendations, both from Marvel and some non-Marvel titles, that you might enjoy if you happened to like this film. Alright, so Christoph, do you want to go first with yours? Yeah, no worries. Uh, so my first pick is, it's not specifically related to this film, but it's by far the, my favourite Spider-Man comic I've ever read, Superior Spider-Man by uh, Dan Slott, mm-hmm. with art by a whole bunch of people, but I believe it was Huberto Ramos and Ryan Stegman who did some of the, uh, the first sort of couple of arcs. Uh, and it's about Dr. Rock puts his brain in Peter Parker's body and decides that he's going to try and be a hero and be Spider-Man. So it's about him sort of poorly trying to transition from villain to uh, to hero. And yeah, it's just a really solid series. It's like a really bold, interesting idea. And I think Dan Slott really stick the landing on it. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite um, Spider-Man stories is Spider-Man Blue by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Uh, we mentioned this... I think we've mentioned the colour books before, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we've mentioned the colour books before. So there was Hulk Grey, um, Daredevil Yellow, and Spider-Man Blue. Um, I don't think they... Got Sounds awesome. Yeah. Totally um, well, okay. just... Captain America White is yeah, the most... Yeah, There's colours well. involved, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hulk Grey is like all about like Hulk's initial... Um, Daredevil Yellow is talking about when he had the yellow costume. Um, what year were these released? Oh, uh, like early 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Cool. Spider-Man Blue is... Sort of Spider-Man remembering around the time before Gwen Stacy died, and it's all about you know feeling blue. Yeah, uh, yeah. And Captain America He's White. Sad. Yeah, exactly. Captain America Ameri- Valentine's Day yeah. or something. Captain America White is, of course, his dalliance with the neo-Nazi movement. <laughs> um, but yeah, have you got any other ones? Uh, you know what? That's it for me because I'm not a big Spider-Man guy. So I'm gonna look. I'm gonna let you take the floor. Do you have any? Um, I have one recommendation. I don't read, so it's a movie. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but it's it's from the creators of this film, which is Game Nice. Goddamn awesome comedy! Everyone should watch it. Do we of you gentlemen have any? Uh, Spider-Man sixteen. Um, you know, written in nineteen seventy. No, I have no idea, man. <laughs> I, I literally, I, as I think, the only thing I could tap into is the animated series, which I absolutely adore. No, mention the, the mention, if you want to mention yeah. the animated I'm, series. I'm, 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 hundred percent with you, George. The animated series is really where I like. I probably had about six or seven um, different uh, go-tos yeah well no I was going to say six or seven different uh, comic books mm. and I'm not talking about comic series I'm talking about like <laughs> yeah. literal comic books they're not like in any order they're not one after yeah. each other um, and like they're all Spider-Man but like they might have been from different continuities I don't know so my my comic book experience is not uh, not comprehensive but yeah for me Spider-Man was that uh, 90s animated series and also don't go back and watch it because it's bad really? Like, every, like, every, like everything from the 90s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went back and watched... Um, hey, 90s X-Men is the best. Yeah, I went back okay. and watched that. The theme song is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I've had it on like five or ten episodes. It's essentially... How's the Spider-Man one go, George? Spider, Spider, Spider-Man. You sure you have any other ones? No. Okay. 
Um, I've got a few. Yes. Obviously, the yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. I feel like you just wanted to like stagger yours, but look, just just go nuts, Billy. Take the uh, obviously Amazing Fantasy, the first one, Amazing Fantasy Fifteen. Have you uh, have you read it? Yeah, I've read it, and you can get it on its own, or you can get it in an omnibus. And then we've okay. discussed it before. Omnibus is like you know almost like thirty or sixty oh, comics so sort of shoved into one big trade, um, and they're usually in black or white as well. And they um, usually like they do it for like the early runs, which yeah. kind of give you a good grasp of the character. Um, Buying it on its own does cost ten thousand dollars, though. So buy buy a big way, yeah. Um, Untold Tales of Spider-Man, which I mentioned on the podcast, which uh, is the high school centric one. Yeah, and it's written by Kurt Busiek and penciled by Pat Olaf. Um, Roger Stern, Tom DeFalco, and Ron Friends help also contribute. Um, there's the Amazing Spider-Man run by J. Mark Gorstrzyzewski and John Romita Jr. Was that before Slot came on? Yes. Okay. Um, most of it is great up until, is it Civil War? At the first Civil War event? Yeah. Is that when he took the Iron Spider suit? Yes. Okay. Um, I, say, I love, love Romita Jr. Yeah. Like, Ramita he, that's Jr. how I picture Peter Parker. Romita and Romita Jr. are one of my go-tos. Did go as well a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, near the end of the um, Shazinski run, there was the whole Mephisto... Didn't it get weird and people, a lot of people didn't like yeah, it? Yeah, like there was one th- cool thing near the beginning of it. It was treated like, you know, it's a totem. And like the reason he's having all these animal villains is because, you know, he is. Oh, oh yeah. It was yeah. really cool. Didn't Dan, I think Dan Slot might have touched he on that. He expanded well. on that as well. Um, so, yeah, you mentioned um, Superior Spider Man. Yes. Uh, most of Dan Slot run I like. There has been parts where I've like. It's repeating. Um, well, he was uh, look. How many issues of the book did he do? Like, he's done quite a lot. Yeah, he's the run is better. now. Yeah, the run is now finishing and is going to be taken over by Nazi cap writer. Um, <laughs> by everyone's favorite writer, Nick Spencer. Yes. Um, hopefully, he does justice to it. I, but I you think sh- he will. Yeah, you should be able to collect a lot of dance lots stuff. They probably put out an omnibus as well. Um, there's this mini series that he did, which is great, which is Spider-Man: Human Torch. One to five, and it's like, it's like Spider-Man and Human Torch's relationship from the beginning to like modern. Interesting. Is it sort of like serious com- or more of a buddy comedy? Both. Okay. Yeah. Um, then obviously, you've read Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Bendis. You know what? I think I've jumped in and out on okay. a lot of the Ultimate titles. Um, so the the first Ultimate Spider-Man was uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley. Uh, Mark Bagley is a good Spider-Man artist. Um, and then afterwards it was Ultimate Comics, Ultimate Spider-Man, which is Miles Morales. Which Didn't Mark Rick- Miller write it at some point? I don't know. Oh don't, don't ruin it. Uh, Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis <laughs> with art by Sarah, Sarah Pacilli, yes. uh, Chris Semney, David Marquez, and Pepe Larraz. Um, there's also Craven's Last Hunt, which is a good series. Is that part of the Ultimate? or? Uh, no, that's old school. That's um, a cool one. Yeah, it's in... I don't remember the... You can get it as a trade. Okay. It's written by J.M. Dematis and Mike Zay. Um, another one is Damage Control by Dwayne McDuffie, and who's the writer, and also Ernie Colin is the artist. And that's... How Dwayne, Mc, da, Dwayne McDuffie <clears throat> is an amazing writer of comics. Um, he's since... He's passed, I think, I can't remember, like, maybe 10 years ago. Okay. Um, it was kind of a loss because he did some amazing work on um, comics, uh, non-DC comics, which have sort of been integrated into the DC universe a bit. Inter- oh, so like, uh, like Wildstorm stuff or stuff? Sort of no, like not Wildstorm, the... different to that even. Okay. 
Um, and he's written a lot for a lot of the animated stuff that we all enjoy as well. Interesting. But how big was the Damage Control series? Because um, I, like, I, I do wonder it, how much the premise can sustain it. I think maybe about two or three trades. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's me. Easy. I, I would like to recommend um, One More Day. Um, Spider-Man One More Day. I think it's probably the best story ever written for Spider-Man. I will hit you with my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, that, is that the Straczynski Strid- one? The, the Mephisto one. That okay. Deal with the devil, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> What's that one? So basically, um, it's, I want to sort, read of, this. it's <laughs> sort of wipes... Um, Continuity. Uh, yeah, it wipes everyone from knowing that he's Spider-Man. Okay. He makes, a deal, with, he makes a deal with Mephisto. Okay. And it's to save Aunt May. Who's dying from a And of course she's going to hell. Yeah. Sounds dope. It's, yeah, it's, it's, no, it's, it's when his story progressed too far and he was married and okay. they were just like, no, let's turn him back Make into swinging oh, bachelor oh. Spider-Man. Is this when they sort of got panic about characters being married and not growing? Yeah. Yep, exactly. All right, well, do we, do we want to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. So where can we everyone reach you guys? Yeah, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, with the Podcast Strikes Back, you can check us out on YouTube and Apple Podcasts, uh, the Podcast Strikes Back. We're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Uh, every week we release a weekly podcast where we break down all the weekly news. and we also movies. Yeah, for yeah. Just yeah. I've only mentioned that. It's been a horrific bombing in. We are, we're journalists. Um, uh, yeah, so um, latest movie news and latest movie reviews this weekend. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to be released, but um, we'll be doing uh, Rampage and Isle of Dogs reviews if everything goes to plan. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah. That's about it from our end. Thanks for having us, guys. It was no good worries. lives. No worries. So where can people reach you, Christoph? So they can reach me, uh, of course, at uh, facebook.com slash Geek of Oz. And yep. they can reach Geek of Oz on Twitter at Geek of Oz. And they can reach me personally at Weekly Geek. And where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on um, Aqualic on Twitter. Or they can find the podcast if you Google To Infinity War and Beyond. We're on Wushaka Geek... Uh, sorry. Um, and iTunes. iTunes. You can also <laughs> listen to us at geekofoz.com as well. Yes. All right, so that's been us. Thank you for coming along, guys. Thanks, Thanks, guys. All right, uh, till next time. See ya.